Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got a fun interview with Evan Longoria, Trevor's idol. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We're coming to you live from the DraftKings studios in Manhattan. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. We got Trev in California and BBD behind the dish. We are not live on the YouTube. This is a pre-recorded interview. Trev, as you're listening to this, Trev is in town with Jake and I, and we got something fun in the works Find out about later. Jake, how are you doing? James, Trev, BBD, the chat, your family, your friends, Evan Longoria coming up in a little bit. Uh, Big dog, hell of a baseball reference page, Trev. I mean, big war. Whoa. I don't like that. I don't like that. What don't you like right now for the podcast only? What are you not into? Is that supposed to be you? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't like it at all, man. <laughs> at all. No, dude, like that's like, job? I don't know why. Just uh, you're freaking me out a little bit. This does nothing for you. We just had such a joyous time. And now here I am, you know, I had a thing with mascots at some point that I was just like, was really not into them. And it kind of brings me back there a little bit. Between two Jakes right now. Oh, tight shot. Oh, boy. Tongue's out. He's got nice teeth. Thank you. Trev. Trev, how are you? This is one of your guy guys. You said unlimited. Yeah, I was doing great. The the mask threw me off a little bit. (laughs) Not going to lie. I got some weird things maybe with some masks. But, hey, uh, Longo, look, we don't do a lot of guests on Talking Baseball anymore. Not that we're opposed to it. We do it. But if you're coming on here, you're a guy guy. And I'm not saying every guy guy is going to come on here. So if you're not on our show, it doesn't mean you're not a guy guy. But if you do come on the show, you're a guy guy. And you guys know how I feel about him. Jimmy, God, maybe he is my idol. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I haven't really thought about it that way. But as you'll hear in the show, I do make a, a note at the end. Um, it's a hell of a, a guy to want to be like. Wasn't he your swing comparison guy? Like you'd see how pitchers A-Rod. pitched him? I would go to him every once in a while. Okay. Um, him and there was, um, gosh, what's his name right now? I can't believe I'm forgetting it. Brandon Inge, they pitched mm-hmm. us similar. And we were in the same division, so I saw a lot of the same pitchers. But Longo's great, man. I told you guys, um, just a cool career. He's been part of a couple different really respected franchises. We, you know, we talked to a little bit. San Francisco Giants 2021 run and how cool that was. So I had a great time. Mm. You think James? he needs Roman? Because I think he came into the big leagues Roman ready. Yeah. Not a Roman. That guy, he doesn't not he's not he's not there yet, but I I bet when he does need to be Roman ready, he'll be Roman ready. Yeah. Two years from now. You wouldn't shy yeah. away from getting some advice and some help on it, and neither should you guys. You should go listen and speak with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about ED. Get $15 off your first month treatment if you use code TALKING. It's not a code, though. That was an absolute lie. It's a slash. It's getroman.com slash talking. I almost mm. tricked everyone with a lie. It's a mm. fib. Getroman.com slash talking. $15 off first month of treatment. Because you got to be ready. And you like, you'll hear, Longo, not a guy that lacks confidence. You want confidence, you got to know you got the goods. He knew he had the goods. His whole career. He did. Still does. A couple things I don't like, James. Lying and not being Roman ready. And masks. Masks. Mask is, you know, maybe that's made its way back. I, I thought I was over the mascot thing and the whole, like, fake person, but I think it. You might have stoked it. I was still a real person. Get Roman. Baseball. 
Me and John Boy have the privilege of being joined by two 2017 Tampa Bay Rays. The 20th leader in RBI, Trevor Plouffe, and the leader in RBI, Evan Longoria. Evan, how you doing, man? Yes. Man, that's. I was hoping that you'd give some Trev some sort of intro, too, so I am doing well. I actually went back and looked up what year I played with Trev, um, and you're right, 2017. What a year. Trev? Magical year. No, I had a great time that year. I'll never forget what you said about me. Like, right when we first got, I first got into Tampa, he goes, you're the most raised guy ever. And I took it as a compliment, I think, even though I don't think it was <laughs> yeah. <meant> as that. <laughs> I mean, you know, the Rays were, the, I think probably what I was getting at was the Rays were just, you know, we, we had so many like journeymen play, you know, players that kind of just like pass, pass through and guys that guys that had, you know, good careers would, would come there and, and kind of, you know, hit an upswing again. I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that Trev did, did that uh, in that year, but um yeah, we just, I saw so many, that's why I had to go back and look because I saw so many guys kind of come through in such a short amount of time um, that it, it was, it's tough for me to keep the year straight. Well, it didn't take long for you to become the mainstay, you know? I- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel very fortunate. Um, you know, I, I think I've, um, I made it clear early on, obviously I, I, I signed that deal wanting to spend um, my whole career there. Um, but you know, the Giants have been an unbelievable group to be with, too. And uh, I feel for- pretty fortunate to have seen, you know, both really just quality organizations um, from the inside. Trev was 20th in RBIs in 2017? Yes. On the uh, race? He, he just got beat out by uh, Taylor yeah. Featherston. Taylor Featherston beat you out? <laughs> A good ball player. Chief yeah, Feather. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah, well, you got more years. You got more service time than him, so that's all that matters. Yeah, I, don't, I was a very bad ball player that year. And you brought up what I wanted to bring up. We're going to get serious right away. Oh, yeah, that's yes. what we like to do. You have been a part of like two of these incredible organizations. You know, we talk about the Rays and like the Rays tree and how far it extends out throughout the league. And then so you're part of that, have some success there. Then you go to like the Giants, who we we saw a little bit of uptick in like productivity um, I think that was during the COVID season. So we started talking about the coaching staff and now we have to ask you because it's kind of like become a running joke on our team or on our show. We value the giants coaching staff so highly. Is there a difference? I, you know, we, we have a lot of conversations about that internally. I think as players, like, um, because it, it has become a thing, right? It's like, it's it's they they're hiring younger they're hiring sometimes non-baseball people you know sometimes it's it's people who are um you know solely analytically based and then and they've never put on a jersey before um and so it's hard to say that it's wrong because like you said you know we 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 had a lot of uh, we've had a lot of guys who were you know maybe flatlined in performance really kind of take steps forward especially later in their career um you know but at the same time it's it's i think a little bit um i don't want to say frustrating but like irksome maybe is the word or like you know because you have these people who come in and basically like some of them have like this amount of awareness you know in terms of like being in a clubhouse and like understanding like what it's like to like be a professional baseball player or in that environment and so like they may know a ton about the game and the biomechanics of the game and like all of these analytical things, but like some of the most important things are like how to act in a clubhouse and they have none of that, you know? So there's a lot of teaching that goes on there, I think. Um, And our staff in particular has been great about that, you know, just like really kind of not like, wanting to be like the center of attention, you know, and really wanting to learn and like understand what it's like. And we had a lot of first time people in our clubhouse this year or last year. And um, I think they've done a, an unbelievable job. And, and you know, the results, I think, speak for themselves, um, you know, in terms of like how they've gotten the most out of the players. It's funny because you guys had such a, like a veteran team. So not only were you guys taking care of the young players on the team but maybe some new coaches you had to show the ropes a little bit and like that formula worked 
when everyone yeah. kind of looked at your team, you know, even prior to 2021, it was like, how is this going to work? Yeah. And it, um, it never well, you stopped know, Gabe, working. Yeah. Gabe, uh, Gabe obviously has, uh, you know, a lot of big league experience as a player. Um, and and been around you know the clubhouse for a long time so i think he really when he picked his staff and he brought those people in um probably had a lot of meetings you know like look this is the way it's going to go like you guys need to understand like give the players their space don't try to like impart your ideas right away like listen do all these things to where um they 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 took it to heart and really i think um have done a, a phenomenal job just like kind of uh you know, blending into the culture. When you find out Gabe is coming to the Giants, I mean, do you just start, do you order up some red meat and whiskey and it's like, this is <laughs> this is now going to be more part of my life? Or, or I, I, I don't know, the whole Gabe thing, Tre, Trev's a huge Gabe guy. I mean, we, we've heard some of the stories and we've seen some of the pictures, obviously. But I, I don't know, I guess, how is that experience for you when he... Did, did the Giants front office, like, talk to you at all? I mean, you, you guys were a veteran team at the time looking for a manager, and I'm sure you had come across him in your baseball life. So I'd love to hear kind of some uh, Gabe joining, joining the Giants. Um, obviously had experience with Gabe um, as a teammate. Uh, that I didn't look up. I think it was probably 2011 or 12 or something like that. I, I don't remember. Um, maybe even earlier, maybe maybe nine 10 but uh i i really enjoyed he, he was my locker mate or close to my locker mate um as a player and so i really enjoyed gabe um just learning from him and, and his veteran presence in the clubhouse um so i knew that he had been let go by the phillies and i knew that farhan had experience with gabe um in the in the dodgers system so I, I mean, I think naturally, like he, his name just like popped up in my mind because I knew that Farhan liked Gabe and I knew that there, that he would probably pursue that, um, as a, as an option. Um, and then like, I think personally, um, well, maybe more so from like a group standpoint, the players that were going to be there coming off of Bochy's last year, we knew that we kind of needed a different direction, you know, just like something, something different. Um, not obviously Bochy's a, probably a hall of fame manager. Um, but we just needed, you know, culturally, I think there was a shift. Um, and, and I think Farhan understood that he wanted to bring that in. And that's kind of, I think where Gabe, um, has really done, you know, everything that, that we thought he would do and that Farhan hoped he would do. You think Gabe and Joe Madden have similar pickup lines <laughs> at bars? I, I shockingly enough, I, I think that Gabe and Joe are like kind of opposite. I mean, I, I know that people, a lot of people like may see that from the outside, like looking in, like they're kind of similar managerial styles, but um, Gabe is really um, kind of like hands off uh he he is is a good leader in terms of like understanding like hey i need to step in here and i need to like say something to this player or you know give some guidance whatever but like he really stays out of the way and um and that's a good thing you know i i think if you talk to players like pretty much every like time you hear somebody say oh he's a player's manager that basically means you he stays out of the way you know like he doesn't like you know, impart his will on you. He doesn't yell at you when you do something wrong. There's, you know, that's just like, that's a good thing. So that's kind of how Gabe is. And, and Joe was that to a certain extent, but he also, um, he, he did some things differently that, you know, it's another conversation, but I think they're, they're kind of pretty different in the way that they manage ball clubs. Gabe, uh, was a, was a player. So that's gotta be a lot of the reason why if a player's, uh, player becomes a manager it'd be odd if you didn't become a player's manager in a sense I'm sure it, it happens but you know um you were at the height of like Joe Madden weirdness you were with that it always piqued my interest of like bringing magicians in and penguins in I like the silly outfits I'm a guy who hates yeah. magicians <laughs> Jake loves penguins. You hate, you hate magicians? Yeah. He's not a magician. No, guy. not into no. it. Just tell me what you're doing and stop trying to trick me. I know it's fake, <laughs> so just explain it, you know? Straight up. Like, I need answers, yeah. and they're just like, It's not all me. fake, okay? Well, no, it is, though, Trev. Uh, 
But does that ever get tiring? Like if you're like, you know, in a good stretch and feeling good and he's doing a lot of that. I feel like he's calmed down over the years. Some of those early Rays teams, it felt like every week it was like Joe Madden brought a mime to the dugout. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I think I think Joe is um, – like I love Joe as a person. Um, I, I, I still do, you know, we still talk from time to time. Um, but I think what Joe really had, um, going for him early in his career with the Rays and when he went over to Chicago was he had young teams, you know, he had like impressionable players who were, um, you know, willing to buy into a culture, especially in Tampa where we basically had no culture in the beginning. And, um, we had never experienced winning. So he had basically a blank slate to say like, you know, this is what we're going to do and kind of impart his ways. And I think as, as time went on, um, some of that stuff, uh, became a little, you know, tedious, like guys, as they got older and, and we started to bring in more like, uh, you know, veteran players, like some of it got a little, um, a little out of hand, <laughs> but, um, all in all, I think what Joe did, um, I mean, by proof of his record and, and what he has accomplished as a manager, um, I think a lot of it did help. But to answer the question, blankly, yeah, some of it did get get a little old. I'm glad you said that because no one said, like a lot of people were like, no, it's fun. I'm like, I don't know. It feels like I wouldn't like it all. <laughs> well, time. I mean, and, and maybe maybe because I was like the only guy that was there for 10 years, you know, yeah, or, like you saw it all. 10 years. So it's like, yes, yeah, I'm like, at sense. the end, I'm like, man, like I, and I remember this exact moment when I was like, man, I'm so done with this. We were like <laughs> really struggling. I don't remember the series. It was the middle of the year and I come in at home and there's my locker. Treb knows it's kind of like you come into the right. Um, and it was like a big square locker room and my locker was all the way on the back wall, uh, straight in. And I come in and there's a full blown, like Latin band set up <laughs> like right, right in front of my locker. And I was so fed up at that point. I, I and that, this was probably six years in, you know, five years in, whatever. And I'm like, this is enough is enough, man. Like we had lost probably, you know, five in a row and I was like done. Um, I went straight to the back. Like just, I was bitter that day, but um, honestly, all in all, like we won a lot of games and we were a really loose group most of the time. And, and he did a good job, like understanding when those things needed to happen. And he's you a good manager. You won a lot of games. He so won a lot of games. Yeah, he won a lot of games. Can I can I stay back in the Rays days? Because I have a question from uh, you know September 2011, game 162, 12th <laughs> inning, scoreboard flashes. Baltimore beats Boston. So if the Rays win, now you're in the playoffs. You're up to bat as that flashes. Scott Proctor looks at Romine. Romine looks at you and says, here comes a fastball, right? <laughs> I wish, man. It was a lot easier. It was like a, it was a long at bat too. Um, I, I don't remember how many pitches, but um, I, I remember being uh, in, I, I didn't have enough time to be nervous. Um, you know, like it, it, it happened so fast. Um, cause the game, like when it's, I don't know, it's weird. Like when games are tied, like you don't have this amount of pressure on you, you know, like you just feel like, oh, well, if I don't, you know, get it done, like, obviously I want to get it done, the but next like, May. Yeah. you know, it's like, it's not a do or die situation mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and so I didn't really have time to be like, oh man, I have like an opportunity to do something special here because it had happened so quickly. Like they had won the game and I was hitting. So, um, yeah, but no, it didn't happen that way. <laughs> that was, was like a hell of an bat. And and I filmed an entire sequence episode where we went pitch by pitch. And it was probably the I was after we got done recording it, I like honestly like jumped for joy. I said, This is so freaking good. And that's the one I lost the audio on. Yeah. And then you, <laughs> and then you crapped it out on that, was, that sucked. It hurts so bad, man. So but I do have you on lock. We have to do it again. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get, but it that at bat is something else, man. Like goes down as one of the all time great at bats. Like when it's all said and done, that at bat is going to be shown a hundred years from now. 
Yeah. And I think that's like so cool. So. Well, and yeah, the big home yeah. run in the eighth inning as well. If if any of our listeners are, are too young, they weren't into baseball. I don't, there needs to be a documentary on, on that day uh, because it, yeah. it was like in within that one hour window of the 162, I, something happened yeah. in the NL too. Like so much changed. It was, it was insane. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel, I feel very, um, you know, fortunate to have, you know, not, not, not have just been like the hero of that, you know, moment or that game. But um, like you said, I mean, I, I think that that day, like, you know, if, if I'm never like talked about, um, you know, after I retire or like, you know, remembered for, for anything, like I I'm completely okay with that, but I know that somebody will make a documentary about that one day, you know, yep. and I'm always going to be talking about that day. Um, just, but just to be able, you know, to, to have a small like part in it and be a moment in that, like that will like, it will keep my name and the Rays name, you know, relevant in that day for, for a long time, because it was, it was a pretty special day in like the total uh, history of, of the game of baseball. Yeah. It was awesome. And I think you're going to be part of history baseball in another way because Trev has a stat called the Gibby and basically it just, what does it stand for Trev? Uh, gold italics, bold baseball, something. <laughs> okay. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. analytics. Wait, isn't there another Gibby though? Uh, isn't there like another Gibby? Award? I don't know. Maybe this is Trevor. It doesn't specific. matter, but this is it's in the works still. So Trev, we can, oh. we can Trev has bold on his base. If you have bold on your baseball reference, you are in the club. And you Trev, led the league in uh, something. You led the league in oh, something. Okay, yeah, yeah, Trev has one bold. He led the league and uh, grounded into double place. Now, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> Longo has that that means something. Longo has four balls. Two of them uh, led the league and grounded in the double play. So he's got you beat in your own category. Also, yeah, I mean, sack flies and games played. Games played is actually nice. an awesome one. To play all yeah. 162 yeah. is like a really cool accomplishment. Yeah, I I I remember well, I don't remember what year it happened, but I remember the year that I kind of was like uh, like deep into it and I was like, man, I'm get I'm doing this. Like I'm getting this done. You know, and it, it's, awesome. it's a, it's a hell of an accomplishment, man. Like there, it doesn't happen, but maybe once a year now, you know, like there's very few guys that do it. And I, I think, I think that um, what happens now, I think is, is better for the game. You know, I, I think that like trying to keep guys healthy and, and giving them rest, like it's, it's really hard to play 162 games. Um, and there are in reality, a lot of games in there where you're like completely gassed. You know, that like you're kind of like not necessarily, you know, given up, so to speak. But you're like, man, I am spent like today is going to be a real grind to get through. Um, and I think that what, you know, resting guys strategically, you know, a game here, game there, like you're getting a much better product on the field. Uh, granted, you know, like I never had that mentality. I wanted to, I wanted to play every game like I always wanted to be out there because I kind of had that. Uh, I, I don't remember if it was, you know, Kobe or LeBron or might've been Michael Jordan or somebody, one of, one of those, you know, big, big athletes saying like, if a kid buys a ticket to a game, mm -hmm. like I want to be in the lineup for that game, you know, like I would hate, like, I, oddly enough, I've been thinking about going to a basketball game here uh, to see the Suns play and they have a game coming up uh, on the 28th against um, the Timberwolves. And I really want to see Anthony Edwards play. And I'm already thinking about that. Like, is he going to rest on that yeah. day? You know, cause like you go to the game and like you, you want to see this one guy play and he decides to rest that day. And, um, and then, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like yeah. you're pissed off. So um, I never wanted to be that guy. I always wanted to be on the field. Um, and uh, I always felt like I could, you know, get it done, you know, one way or another. But it's very tough to play that many games. I, I was in uh, uh, one of the jersey stores outside Yankee Stadium during Jeter's last season. And I was on Twitter. And this was before Twitter was really popular. And uh, it just came out that he wasn't starting. And I just said it out loud to the whole store. I was like, oh, Jeter's not starting today. And people were going specifically to see, like, their last time seeing Jeter play short for the Yanks. Right. Just got booed. Yeah. I was like, all I did yeah. was read the lineup, guys. Like, the whole store just booed. Yeah. Me. Just like, you got booed? I got booed because I was given <laughs> terrible news. People were so mad. I was like, yeah. damn. 
Does yeah. the NBA, they have to release inactives the night before? Is that something they do? or There's some rules around it, right? I think they're trying. I, I agree with something. you, Evan, that it is better yeah. for players' health and the overall product. But, yeah, I mean, that, that is a problem, man. You want to go yeah. see a player. You want to go see Trout play, and he's going to rest. Today. It'd be nice to get some sort of heads up. I don't know how you could end up making that happen. Yeah. It's tough with Otani well, I know that. Yeah, I know that, that, that it has, like, it's 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 continued to evolve because of sports betting you know because it's like you don't want to just show up and like you bet on this team or whatever and then two of the three star players have decided to sit so you know the the odds i think like they've made those rules because of that right they're like well Mm -hmm. we're gonna set this line at this like you need to let us know like who's playing and who's not playing like so we can totally keep right. our advantage you know? so it's uh, coming to baseball 100 percent. i mean just because of that yeah. i mean sports gambling well, they have to submit they have to submit i know that for sure yeah the lineups right have now. to come out earlier now because yeah, of sports sure. gambling because uh, we sit here and wait to post our tweet and stuff and it used to be you never knew now it's like three and a half hours before something like yeah. that it's more yeah it, there, there's a specific number I don't, I don't know what it is but you know obviously like late scratches happen guys get you know tweak something in the cage and you know can't can't go but um by and large like that there's a time frame um that and and they they come now come in and they're like you know look we got to know like we need to submit the lineup you know we need to know like can you can you play um so but, yeah it's all sports gambling Ain't that America a little bit? We it, it wasn't necessarily for the figuring out the players who were playing, but hey, if we're sports gambling, like let's get the lineups, <laughs> let's figure out who's out there. Right. Yeah. Um, Evan, I I was laughing when you were saying, hey, if you know, if people stop talking about me in baseball, they'll remember that game. Well, hey, we're gonna be talking about you. Like we have to. We got <laughs> we got new digs now. We got to pay the bills, so we're talking about baseball. <laughs> and we were talking yep. about you and the Giants a lot this year. Uh, Everyone was talking about the Dodgers. Everyone loves Slam Diego. And then, you know, a month in, it's like, oh, these, these Giants got some fight, huh? And then, you know, two months in, these Giants are pretty good, huh? Uh, I yeah. mean, give us some of the ride, man, because it, it was awesome. Like, obviously, we were busting about Gabe all year, Trev's guy. And then, dude, you had all these veterans, Posey, Belt, Crawford, yourself, late night Lamont, like, and then all the yeah. pitchers are shoving. So uh, what was that ride a little bit? And I guess, I don't know if you've relived it at all, but, like, what was your favorite thing to kind of watch during the year? Was it Brandon Crawford be, like, the best shortstop in baseball again? Was it, like, Logan Webb's coming out party? Late night Lamont. Like, what when, when you look back at this year, what did you love about it? Um, I, I think that, like, to give, like, a broad answer, um, years, years, like, last year um there there's a lot of things that have to happen like we talked about it in spring like there's never like one thing um and we knew you know in spring like look i'm gonna have to have a good year crawford's gonna have to have a good year belts you know all of all of these veteran guys like we're gonna have to do like what we know we're capable of doing to be where we want to be and then we're gonna have to have guys step up you know we're gonna have to have young guys like logan webb you know figure out their ability and you know the trade for lamont obviously a big deal um you know it seemed like everything that farhan did these little like um pieces that he brought in that maybe they only gave us you know a month or a couple at bats or whatever it was you know mauricio dubon um you know he was kind of down at the end of the year but like he was really good for us early on you know and was another like big piece um and and Lamont obviously special year by him like clutch hits you know from from the get-go um and Logan Webb's gonna be special 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 pitcher special player like he's got he has that it factor on the mound so um it's hard to say like one thing happened um but I got to watch a lot of it because I I got hurt and then I was out for like two months so I was kind of just watching all of it happen um, you know, all of the additions, Gosman, uh, Alex Wood, Anthony Discofani, all those guys kind of had, um, you know, resurgent career years, which, which we really obviously needed that to happen too. Um, and then Doval late in the year and the other, you know, bullpen guys, um, that, that, uh, stepped in. Um, I mean, it, it was just one of those years that like, you know, it was, it was, it was special and fun to watch. And I, I wished every day that I could have been out there more so. 
but I was happy to come back at the end of the year and be a part of this, the, the push and the celebration. And, um, it's, it's really hard to make the playoffs, you know, it's hard to make the playoffs in, in major league baseball. Um, and so when you get there, it's like, it's, it's something special. Were you guys, did you guys resent the, the notion that I think like I believed it? I know Chris Rose was that like the, the other shoes are going to drop, like the Dodgers are going to come for you. And like, it's going to be <laughs> one of like, you know, the Mariners are always off to a good start and then, and then it fades because yeah. you just wasn't, uh, no one really predicted that you guys were just go pole to pole in first place or whatever yeah. it was. Or did you guys not listen or did you like use it as fuel or did you kind of have a sense yourself? Like, yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. It was, it was crazy because like we obviously knew we were playing well and we believed that we had a team that could win and it, it got, it got pretty like, I don't want to say frustrating, but like at the end of the season, we were literally winning every game, like every game in September. Like, I don't know what our record was, but it felt like we were winning every game and we didn't, we weren't gaining any on the Dodgers, you know, like it was like, we literally had to play 162 games to figure out who was going to win the division. And so it was a mentally and physically tiring, you know, month and year because there was no, I mean, the, the Dodgers would obviously they're, they, they were a great team too, you know, and, and um, it, it was, uh, it was real stressful, man, to like 23 and seven, September, oh, October. Yeah, we, we, we won, uh, the Dodgers won again. And thankfully, when we lost, most of the time they lost too. So like we, mm. we kept our ground, but like. Stressful for you guys, but for them, they're like punching walls. <laughs> they're like those fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Every time we yeah, win, probably, they win. Yeah, uh, yeah the I feeling mean, was they, obviously the same on their side. Like how can these guys not freaking lose? Yeah, no, it, it was, I mean, that, that alone, like it felt like you know this and it was but we we knew we were both making the playoffs it just felt like we were already in the playoffs in september every game you know trying to to basically win and do or die and and, um, we knew how important the division was going to be um and it it, uh, i mean shit we did everything we could you know like we literally like exhausted everything we could to 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 get where we were and and i think that everybody went home at the end of the season like obviously disappointed, you know, that we didn't get where we believed we could go. But like, I don't think anybody left that clubhouse, you know, after, uh, with their head down, you know, it, it was pretty much all left out on the field. What, what is the vibe in the clubhouse there after the Flores check swing? Like, do you go run and watch that right away? Does everyone, is it like, I don't even want to watch it. I mean, I was right there. I saw it, you yeah. know, but, uh, it, I don't know, man. Like the game is, it's, it's hard to say like, you know, everybody's like, Oh, we should, you know, that's why we need to go to, you know, robotic umpires and uh, you know, all that, but it's, I don't know. I mean, when it goes against you, it hurts, you know, when you get a call against you in a, in a, in a situation like that. Um, yeah, it sucks. Uh, but uh, you know, maybe there was a bunch of other ones that went our way throughout the course of the year, you know, that got, so it, it's just, um, it, it, it hurt in the moment. Um, but like I said, I, I think everybody left there, uh, you know, not with that thought in their head, but like the, the thought that like, man, that was a special year. And we, we, we literally just left everything out there on the field. God. Do you want Did, to ask about Tyro? I will get to Tyro Stroud and Wandy Peralta later. Uh, that's just some Yankee stuff. Um, two of my guy guys. Tyro was big for us too, man. Don't get me started on Tyro. Like I'm a huge Tyro guy. <laughs> Do you know he got shot? Yes. Yeah. Came to yes. Trev, do you know I showed up to spring training did, one year and told I the Yankees I got shot yeah. over the winter? Bullet in his leg. Like, seriously, yeah. yeah. I had like a... Like, bro- legit like, shot. Yeah. It's like not a, funny, but... No. It's not funny, no. no. But if this was 1920s, his nickname would be Bullet Estrada. Yeah. And that would be cool. Yeah, but so it does true. suck that... It do, it's true, but we can't do that now, but... He's good. He's fine. I think Producer. he. Ha- I think he has like a, uh, you know, like a. In I don't know how you say it in Spanish, but like I think it, some of the Latin guys call him that. Like, oh really? Whatever. Like the the word is. Yeah, makes like, sense. Like, it's awesome. He took a bullet to the I, hip. I, and like I a- had no idea. I had no idea. And and <laughs> true story, I, I he was in the shower and he's got a huge scar like on like the lower part of his like outside butt. Yeah. And I was like, man, what like what happened? You know. And he's like, I got shot. <laughs> okay, well, 
Sorry, I didn't know <laughs> did that. Did he get shot by someone or did he shoot himself? Was it one of those things? No, he got shot by no, like a stick up no, at a grocery was, store. I think it was yeah. somebody Gas like, trying to shoot somebody else, he said. And like it was a, it was like an he was like in the crossfire. Yeah. Bala, it says is the Spanish word for bullet. Bala, Which, yeah. There you go. That's oh my a, God. So that's what his nickname that. is? Bala? I think I've heard people call him that. I mean, I don't know. He's a baller. Bass. I know that. He's yeah, Jake loves too. Jake loves Tyler. The Yankees. That's such a clubhouse thing. Oh man. He's uh speaking. You brought up showers, dude. We talk okay, about yeah. showers on here. I think that's a question we can maybe go to with you. What's your favorite road shower? Oh, man. People want to know these um, things. Favorite road shower. Um, Coliseum, maybe? Yeah, that's that's up there. <laughs> Pretty brutal. No, it's not up there. Humbling. Good, good water pressure. Oh, hey, Good that's a pressure. win. That's a win. That's I mentioned the Yankees yeah. visiting where you get in the back in the little stall. It's kind of nice little protection back there. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how that's how the Dodgers is now, too, um, in their new clubhouse. It's nice, but it's like I don't I don't know that I like that, like enclosed, like they've got a, even a shower curtain that you can Ooh. close. So but you can't really see, get I hate out that. of the way of the, of the stream, you know, like you can't like you got to turn <laughs> the shower off to wash your body because the stream's like right on you and can't move. So, um, I, I like, I like the, I love the Braves new facility. Um, mm, their, okay. their new ballpark there. SunTrust is, um, is really nice. The clubhouse setup is nice. Um, showers are nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I can't really think off. If, I mean, I could tell you like, you know, where I like to eat. You know, but I know. The shower I guess the like, shower you know, thing is my thing. That's his thing. That's my thing. You got a spot in uh, San Francisco for all our Giants uh, fans. Eat. Yeah, yeah. Do you like what's your like favorite? I guess aspect of living. I know we know Gabe really took to it. Rides his bike around and mm-hmm. is like a man of the people yeah. up there. Uh, well, San Francisco like makes it impossible for you to go out to eat if you're not vaccinated. Which I'm vaccinated, but like you know, at the time my family wasn't. So we weren't doing a lot of like eating out, mm-hmm. um, the past two years. Like I, I, the, the first couple of years, um, we lived down in Cow Hollow and just off of union street. So you could literally walk to like, if you go on union, um, you know, there's, there's restaurants up and down, uh, up and down that street. We ate a lot of takeout the past couple of years, like depressingly, a depressing amount of, of takeout and, and postmates. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I always like, there's a place by the field. Like I love um, Asian food, like probably my favorite like type of food. Um, so there's a place by the field called dumpling time that like I mm. frequent um, handmade, handmade dumplings, um, I just I love that place. I think I'm. You're a chef, though. Like you, you cook a lot, or you like to cook. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself a chef, but yeah, sure, sure. I I don't like to cook. A home cook, chef. Yeah, yeah. I'm a home cook. A cook. That's what it is. (laughs) Okay. What's uh? I mean, Trevor said you're a cook, and hey, you just shouted out the Suns. You got the USA soccer jersey on. I know, you know, you got the family going on and stuff. But what's Longo get into? Like, are are we a sports guy? Are we movies guy? I've seen some cars on the gram. What else we got? I'm an investments guy. Ooh, okay. I'm here. Let's talk about like. It. I'm just saying, like, you know, anything that's worth money or that can make me money, like, I'm it. You okay. know, so which. I love to gamble, which I should be the opposite yeah, of because yeah. I never win gambling, you know? So that's like That's why you got to do the other investment. investments. Feed yeah, your gambling. Yeah. <laughs> you have, a, yeah, you have so. a strategy, you know, like Shaq, he always says that if if he if he personally wouldn't use the product, he's kind of out on it. I think yeah. he, I think no, Shaq I, didn't I completely just, agree with that. Okay. Like, I, I really won't invest big in anything that I don't believe in. Um, or like, I invest uh, like with people I believe in. I think that that's like a big thing too. It's like, you know, you see, you can see it in like companies that, sh- you know, switch CEOs and the company like either goes boom or bust. It's like, you know, if you believe in like, you know, Elon Musk, for example, or whatever, like you're just investing in that person, mm-hmm. you know, and and what they can do and their potential. So maybe the product isn't like the, the greatest thing, but like you believe in that person. So that's kind of my thought process on it like and that's and that's why i haven't invested in nfts because i know i know zero about nfts so it's like 
I have to have a little bit of knowledge before I go I, into it. I opened my first one today, uh, and I'm rich. So, I mean, that's a yeah. miss by you. I'm going to be honest. Well, like, sell it. Now, <laughs> yeah. sell it. I heard, because the last update I heard was you were down 30 cents. No, I was I'm uh, I was up ten bucks, so now I'm up nine fifty, which Hello. again that gets me a couple dumplings later. I'm a businessman. Uh, not in San Francisco. Exactly. I'll probably get you. You're from, rich. You're you're basically rich. Yeah. You're one dumpling in San Francisco. <laughs> in the Bay. in San Francisco, that's one dumpling. It's one dumpling. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Damn. There was yeah. a there was a Korean fusion food truck in San Francisco that I ate at when I was going to school there, yeah. and I I still like missed that. Just yeah, if you see that driving around, it's purple. It's Korean fusion food truck, kimchi burrito. I recommend Oof. it. Oh, it yeah. sounds really good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Can I? Uh, Can it's it's 2017. Um, you know, we're we're doing <laughs> our thing on the race. You know, cash in the dugout. Season's going on, and you know, trade. In comes Trevor Plouffe, thick boy at the time, probably pushing 240. That's my scale. Um, I don't know what had had you known Trev at all. Like, are you, you know, you're like we talked about. You're one of the faces of the Rays franchise, like the face of the Rays franchise. Do you did you take on that onus of like I got to greet the the new guy first day or, or walk me through it? Or you're like get this get this guy out of here. <laughs> no, I mean I always felt I always felt like that was a little bit of my uh, you know my role it was to you know make guys feel at home. Um, but like Trev, you know, obviously had like major league experience. So, you know, it, it wasn't like this was a young you know, rookie coming over and like needed to be, you know, told what to do. So <clears throat> I was more excited because, you know, I, I felt like Trev was going to be like my vibe, you know, like he's a West coast guy. Like we, you know, come from, from a similar area. Like we, uh, and we, we kind of like clicked right away. I mean, we, we hung out a, a good bit, um, the rest of that season. And, um, and I gotta say Trev, like probably was one of the first to put me on to a uh, craft beer, Trev, wow. big craft beer guy. Oh yeah. Big guy. So, he used to call me small batch. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he, he would, uh, he would bring his Yeti bag on the, on the plane and on the bus with him with all of his craft beers. And, uh, and at the time I was like, you know, not on that um that's early so you were well actually yeah, that's you, like you, right when the bubble was about to like get real big 2017 yeah. i had been in the yeah, game so for quite some time at that point he was dabbling he was dabbling but um he was yeah he was on the cutting edge of, of craft beer so i gotta give uh i gotta wow. give credit to trev right there you put me onto that that's why he doesn't eat dessert now you can't give up the beer. I don't really drink. I, I've got off beer a lot too. I'm I switched over to a wine guy. I'm more refined now. Oh, wow. are you fat right now? Is that why <laughs> no, I'm skinny. I'm skinny. Skinny, skinny now. So yes. yeah, I need to get my muscles back. I, I've been running long distance. It just it's not a great look. We see me. we see the pics of Trev in the show, and I'd say like once a month, it's like, damn, dude, you were like, uh, he was a big boy. He had juice. Two <laughs> fifteen. This is I'll you want to know the real story that happened with me and Longo? Yes. Yeah, yeah we were we were buddies for sure. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be his buddy, so I just made sure of it. I just hung <laughs> I hung by him all the time. Because Trev likes but, them rich. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I wanted him to buy all the dinners. But we <laughs> I got there. Uh I think I DH the first day. Boom. I'm in the lineup. Cash gets me in there. Uh next day I play first base. So I'm in the lineup. Next day I come in, I'm going to play third base, and Longo is going to sit. Now, we've already established that Longo likes to play all the time. He's going through the locker room saying, oh, I guess I see how it is. You get a little bit older, and they bring in people to take your job <laughs> and just goes through and just letting everybody hear that he wants to play. So I started at third base that game. I don't think I got another start at third base. Like, I, mean, I think like maybe one more start at third base the rest of the time. Longo was in the lineup. Message, the message was heard. Oh, man. Well, I used to tell Cash, man, like now I'm at the, I'm at the point in my career where I'm like, you know, I'll take the day. Like, I, I, just feel, yeah. I just feel much better, you know. Like if I get a day off, I'm like, you know, I see the benefits of it now. But I used to, I mean, and it probably just like an absolute dick move on my part, you know, but like, I used to tell cash, like, you think these guys are better than me? Like, why, <laughs> why, why would I sit that. on the bench? You know, like, what's the point? Like, I, I'm, it, who cares if I'm tired, you know, but like, 
point that's being, true. like, they, you know, p- kids, people don't have that mentality now, you know, and, and that's a problem, like, because if you're okay with, like, just sitting, then, like, if me and Trev are equal, you know, and, like, whoever, take whoever, if you got two guys who are, like, this, you know, and the gu- one guy goes out there, and he's starting every day, and then all of a sudden, he's like, ah, oh, I feel like I'll take a day. I mean, it's Wally Pip all over again. Like, it, it, it just happens that fast, especially in the big leagues now where, like, if the guy's cheaper than you, like, he's going to take your job, you know, if he's the same guy. So I think that the lesson is, like, dude, if you're starting every day, if you're playing, like, don't make it obvious that you need a day off or that you want a day off. Um, I just was never I, – I couldn't have that mentality, you know. And even if – and, and it took for cash to be like, look, you're sitting. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, you're not playing. So – and I, at that point, I'm, I was fine with it. You know? Also, but I wasn't going to. Trev, just to have your back. You go one for three with a walk and a homer that day. So Longo's a little worried. Yeah. He's like, he says, yeah. Wally yeah. Pip. You know, if you go 0 for 4, yeah. he just walks past Cash and Winks. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, I've said the same thing here. Like, it. You have to think of, I tell people this, like when we work out together, still like my like dads that I work out with, I'm like, I'm like, I worked out every single off season. And all I ever thought about to like push me was like, there's some motherfucker trying to take my job. And I really, really yeah. like my job. Like I worked really hard to get it. Like, and I just, I would always just think about some 20 year old kid, just like coming to steal it. And that was like the mentality I had. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause I like, yeah. I was lucky to have a starting job and I knew that. And man, if someone, anyone that comes and plays for you for one day, you're totally right, man. Things change in a freaking hurry. That that was also yeah. your stretch of you averaged 159 games a season for like five years from 27 to, I just had it up from 27 to 31 years old. You averaged yeah. like 159. So you were playing. He was playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that like it's just that the lesson to be learned there is like, look, like it, you cannot take this for yeah, you know, take it for granted because it's just like it doesn't. And and I was I, I was as secure in my job as as anyone could have been, you know, like I had a contract. I, I didn't I wasn't worried about that, you know. And I think that like that's part of the reason why I've I've had so much success is like, look, you know, if you get if you become complacent after you get paid, like you will not have that sort of success. I mean, unless you're very special, you know, yes. like, but I, I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't have like, I mean, I have a ton of natural ability. Don't get me wrong, but like, I wasn't, I'm not the, I've never been the fastest guy. I've never been, had the fastest Twitch, you know, I, like all of these like natural abilities. Like I worked a ton to get those. And I knew that like, it could, it could go away, you know, and I, I didn't want that to happen. I think, you know, we talk about it a lot on this show, and as Yankee fans, we end up sounding whiny uh, because they they mess with their lineups and rest days a lot, and, you know, I'm sure there's science behind it, but I think there's some old-school baseball stuff that's going to change, and I think there will be a correction back because uh, I think kind of what you're saying, A, the story of you basically telling the manager in the locker room that you want to play every day, that's every fan's dream, man. That's, That's what you want your dude's saying like that's that's what every fan wants i i do think there's going to be a a coming back where you know i I think younger guys like maybe we don't need planned off days for them like if if you got a if you got a 24 year old who's balling and he's playing 15 games in 15 days he could probably handle that he's 24 like like wait you're saying like you're now more comfortable if that off day comes around because it's like all right yeah. let's rest up and I I I really do think there's there's gonna be a balance and I I guess did did the Giants like was that open conversation or were you just more receptive to it at, at this part of your career or what? <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's 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 open. It's been open okay. conversation, um, but you know, it seems like, and, and this year, uh, well, maybe, maybe a little bit last year too, but like we, we've, we were fortunate this year to have guys who were, you know, filling in and filling in well, you know, and, and then we, you know, we, we brought in Chris Bryan at the deadline and, you know, that was another big boost to be able to like, you know, kind of shuffle the lineup around and, um, 
so, uh, but <laughs> it seems like uh, the last couple of years, you know, we've had the conversation in spring, like, oh, you know, we want to try and get you more rest days and this and that. And then I play, you know, I'm playing 20 straight. So, and I'm not complaining about that. It's just like, you know, the, I think what the Giants did really well is um, like finding the days to where they could match the lineup up and get guys their days, mm. you know, and like, you just, you can't do that unless you have depth. And we had a ton of depth and guys that were able to fill in and, and fill in well. And um, so we were able to keep guys fresh. I mean, Craw at one point, you know, Craw, like he had an unbelievable year. And, um, but he was playing every day because we really didn't have another guy that was playing like him or even close to him that could fill in. Um, so that made it a little tough, but everybody else was, you know, kind of a little bit interchangeable and, and we had some good pieces. Switching subjects. I'm on your baseball reference. Have I been pronouncing your last name wrong for 13 years? Now, when I shorten you, it, I go Longo. But yeah. when I say the whole thing, I say Longoria, but it says Longoria on baseball reference. <laughs> it does. No, Longo, Longoria is right. I don't know why. Okay. I, I, it I says Lon, the and then it says all caps go, and then Ria. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Whose name is that? Yeah. Long, Longoria. Maybe need to submit right. the uh, the change. I've got a deep dive for you on uh, knuckleball hitting. Mm. I want to know what happened. You were like one for 14 off R.A. Dickey, and yeah. then something happened, and you went like seven for seven off him. Well, I think a couple of those were like jam shots and cappers that like fell. Okay. Um, got a couple but, doubles, ground rule doubles, home runs there. Yeah, I... I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I maybe I used to, ha I, I hate to move in the box. So I think it's some, like I used to stand in the same spot that, that I would stand, you know, facing a normal pitcher against the knuckleballers. And maybe it was, I, I switched and we used, we would talk, you know, in these meetings, uh, pregame meetings, like, oh, this is who we're facing, you know, like, let's talk about the approach. And at some point, you know, somebody was like, I, I think I, I just told myself like, probably because I was one for the world, you know, against him that like, I'm like, I, you know, cause my swing is pretty inside out. And like, I, I worked the ball the middle the other way. And like, I just, I, you can't do that against a knuckleball guy. Cause it just, the way that the ball is moving, like it, there's so much late action to it that like the trueness of the path just doesn't work. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. you have to like late adjust, you know, to be able to like follow it. So I just basically went up there with the softball mentality. Like I got closer to the plate and just said, I'm going to try and pull everything. And I mean, I think that's kind of what worked was like, forget about like having like a, a, a mechanically sound swing. Like let's just go up there. And like, if I see it like anywhere close to the plate, I'm going to swing as hard as I can and try and pull it. Yeah. It's like, you want to be direct with the knuckleballers. You don't want to have that like long in the zone type of swing. It's like, get to the, get the barrel to the ball quickly. Yeah. I hate facing knuckleball guys. It's, I love that. I your love numbers against Dickie slow, ended up being man. great. He started intentionally walking you. <laughs> well, Which is hilarious. I, Cause it's a knuckleballer. <laughs> I can't believe he won a Cy Young. I still cannot believe that guy won a Cy Young. I'm not taking anything away from R.A. Dickey at all. Cause obviously he yeah. earned it, but like think about a knuckleballer winning the Cy Young and like, just think about that. If someone next year came out and won the Cy Young as a knuckleball, you'd be like, what, what the yeah. thing, man, you know, what R.A. had going for him that year was he, he, he was he had some velocity too yeah so he he was like he was like 87 to 90 when he would throw his fastball and mm -hmm. the knuckleball was like you know in the low to mid 80s like sometimes like he was throwing knuckleballs at like 85 miles an hour you know it's like i you know some of them are like splits you know so it, yeah. it's like he had a ton going for him that year um and when you're throwing a knuckleball and then 90 miles an hour on top of it like there's enough velocity there to like just flat out beat guys. A hundred percent. CC Sabathia oh. says he's coming back. How happy are you? <laughs> uh, he probably just hit me. <laughs> I'm probably not too happy. I think he's, did he start uh, doing that? I mean, it became a big thing. No, like those last couple of years, no. you were you an automatic what? home credit, run. <laughs> credit to, to CC man. Like CC obviously I think will be a hall of famer. I think a lot of people believe he'll be a hall of famer. Um, but 
like some guys do, you know, I, I've gotten hit by some other guys like that. I just dominated and I knew on purpose, like they just hit me. I won't say any names, but you know, I was like, I, I see what you're doing. Like, you can't get me out. So you'll just hit me. But <laughs> CC never did that, man. Like he competed every time. Like he tried to get me out every time. And I mean, dude, I probably faced him a hundred times. He got me out plenty of times. Like it wasn't like got to hit him. Ah, you got five eleven on base percentage. I love CC, but it became yeah. Trev. It became such a big thing the last couple of years. So it was like, well, walk him or he's going to hit a homer. If it was in the zone, it was gone. It was a one dot three OPS mm. over ninety four oh, plate appearances. One dot three. One dot three OPS. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, I love I mean, that you said that about CC, man. That is my biggest pet peeve. I lose all respect for you probably forever. If you are a pitcher and you hit someone because you can't get them out, you're like out. Yeah. You're never coming back. You're gone from like you're out. In baseball, are you yeah. counting blitz ball there? Because mm. if I face you, again, uh, you I guys do, do do that. In yeah, baseball. You're I'm right. gonna it just hurt like, last yeah. time. Yeah, they kind of do. Hurt. CC's a dude's dude, man. Like CC is yes. like you know competitor like. You know, that, that he, again, you don't get to where he is without being that way. So what know? is and it like? What, what, got you, why are you so successful against him? Like, is it, you just see the ball uh, well becomes confident? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, you know, there's just certain guys, you just see the ball come out of their hands spinning, you know, early. And I mean, some of it is, is the fact that I faced him that many times too. And he was left-handed. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've obviously hit probably better, you know, over the course of my career against left-handers and then you know when you face a guy 90 90 plus times like it's inevitable that you're going to have some kind of damage against the guy um and success but like you look at my early statistics against Tanaka versus like later the more I saw him like you know I started to have some success against him um but you know early on and then there's some guys like you know, Java Chamberlain or Dylan Batances or guys like that. Or like you just don't see enough and they just strike me out every time. So I think, yeah, if he becomes a hall of famer, that's a nice look for you because I think uh, you got the most homers off him. You got like, <laughs> you're like top of his shit list. Yeah. So, no, see, that's funny. He, uh, the, the only he, he, uh, I hit, I hit my hundredth career home run off of CC. And uh, I felt bad for doing it, but I had to do it because I, at the time, I, no, not, not feel, I didn't feel bad about hitting the home run. I got the ball back and I asked him to sign it. Ah. And he signed it for me. I, I still have it. But, um, but did he write I, anything at it? that time? Like I had a feeling that he was going to be a hall of famer, you know? So I'm like, man, this is like a, you know, this is going to be a cool piece for me to have. Like I, I want, I want him to sign it. I mean, did you do that after the game? Like, you got a big C. No, like, you got okay. I was gonna say like, <laughs> the next day. You gotta let that breathe. He was running bit. around. He was running. He was doing doing his his running around the field. Oh, so he's in a good mood. Then, you know. That's that's an <laughs> so honor. Dude. If someone asks you yeah. to sign a home run, yeah. like, okay, I know you respect me. Well, who just did that with yeah. Yachty? They stole the base and they asked him like to sign the base last year. Mm. I oh yeah, I remember that. That's pretty funny. Oh no! It was Colton Wong. It was his, his buddy Colton Wong. Yes. Okay. Yes. You only uh, you only went on to hit two hundred and seventeen more Jimmy Oops. Jacks. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a good run, man. Like I'm, I, I still, you know, I, I I work out, you know, get ready for the season. Like I just, I'm, I'm still, I feel really lucky to be, um, you know, still playing. There's, there's not too many guys that are, you know, thirty five plus playing still. It's, it's a small group, and um, so it's. Try to enjoy it. Try to enjoy it every day. Trev, I, before, I, before I, we go, I, I have to say this because I truly believe it, and some people need to hear it. You are the guy that all the young ball players need to look at and say, that's the career I want. Like, you, you came up, like you said, are, were you the most naturally gifted with some fast twitch stuff? Maybe not, but you worked. Um, you're always very confident without being, like, kind of – I don't know what the word is arrogant. for douchey, yeah. arrogant about it. Um, you played for a long time, brought a franchise, you know, from the humble beginnings to the World Series. I mean, you've had success late in your career. You're the guy I tell people, like, I have conversations with Cole Tucker. I'm like, go, like, look what Longo did. Like, try to be like that. That's the guy you want to um, embody or try to be like. So, uh, young guys, if you're watching, this is. Yeah. This I is mean, well, I mean, we didn't get a lot into like your your beginning but no scholarship out of high school to rookie of the year at 22 years old is a hell of a four-year transition yeah crazy uh, yeah i mean again i think it's just a testament to like obviously some really impactful coaching 
um, you know, Long Beach, like there was a, I got a ton of motivation there being at Rio Hondo college, like, you know, the Mike Salazar is the head coach, still the head coach there. Um, you know, he was the first guy I think that like pushed me to, um, you know, be better, like challenged, like truly challenged me, you know, in, in a good way to like, we, we used to do this, we used to run this, this hill, like it, it was not a, a glamorous program that we had over there, but we would do these, you know, training drills and like, he would like legitimately push guys to like be better. Um, and, and it just, it kind of keep, it kind of snowballed, uh, into my career at, uh, at Long Beach state and Mike Weathers. And he was the first coach that I really ever had that like, you know, kind of, kind of like told me that I wasn't that good. You know what I mean? Like, and you need, I think young players need that, you know, like in a good way, you know, like he, he, and when I left there, I, um, I kind of asked him like, why did, why were you always such an asshole to me? You know, like what, what was the point of that? And, and he's basically like, I knew that you could handle it, you know, and I knew that you, it was going to make you better as a player. And so I think that those things are really crucial in the development of young players um, because I think a lot of kids now are really, you know, coddled and silver spooned and, and, you know, told that they're just the best thing ever. And then they face adversity and it, it, it becomes a, a real grind, you know? And so having a little bit of that early on was, was really beneficial for me in my career. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of work too. Um, you can't, you can't downplay that. And, and that's why baseball is so beautiful because you can have guys like Dustin Pedroia win the MVP at, you know, five mm-hmm. foot six and, uh, and, and Jose Altuve, you know, do what he does at his size. And then you have guys like Aaron judge and it's like the complete opposite. So you ever wish uh, you were five, five, six, five, seven. Uh, no, <laughs> no, yeah. no. Uh, well, if I hit like, if yeah. I hit like those guys, maybe I mean, shoot, like, <laughs> bats of all skills are, are crazy, but, um, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm content with where I'm at. <laughs> I was, man, uh, you know, Trev said you like, you've got the all time pass to come on. And I mean, I, I get, I mean, third base, hard work, the beard, <laughs> mashing lefties, knuckle balls, like Trev, I know what Trev did to Wakefield. That ball's still on Lansdowne, right? <laughs> yep. I mean, that's... believe it. Actually, he probably has it. He probably has it in his uh, in his trophy case. Trev, I don't. That's actually a good point. No. Someone, I think a, a Twins fan caught a ball I hit off Wakefield. I remember it because it was like one of my first homers, like first five homers or something. <laughs> I hit so many yeah. that's like you yeah, know, yeah. Forget about them. Same. Uh, there's no track. there's no homer like a homer at Fenway Park though. I'll give you that. I mean, a homer over the monster at Fenway Park is is uh, probably the coolest if not one of the coolest home runs, probably home run at old Yankee stadium was tops on my list. Um, and then right behind it, probably home run over the, over the monster at Fenway special Wrigley's up there because Wrigley's special, but Boston home runs. And because the fans were just ruthless there ruthless. in a good way, but like, you know, right on top of you and ruthless. So it was, it made it that much better. It's kind of nice that you're getting so many years in the AL and the NL because you just get all the all the ballparks. Yeah. Like you get to spend time everywhere. Yeah, it's been cool, man. Be be have been to I've been to all of them except uh, I think I'm still no. I think I, I've been to them all now. Um, but the last one that was built was was uh, Truist, the new Bra- yeah. the new Braves one, right? Yeah, yeah. There's Great one there. one stadium that you could put on your I never uh, never play there again list. Mm. The Coliseum. Yeah. 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 I mean, God, I, you know what? I will say this about the Coliseum though. They, the, the surface is good, especially since the Raiders have left. Um, the surface in the past year was really, really good. Um, so obviously it's a, it's a tough canvas to work with there. The fans are fun there too. Like they really are. Well, the ones that show up, it's cool. It's It's very unique. Like what they have going on there still, but the stadium itself, when that place is full, it's really loud too. I mean, it holds a ton of fans and the fans are rowdy there for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like, obviously the stadium is, is really old and hasn't had a ton of renovation to it. And, um, it's, it's, it's a tough, tough place, but, Favorite tidbit, Matt Holiday, one team on his no trade list. A's. 
That's it. Oh man. Yeah, it would be tough. It'd be tough like to be in a situation where you're like, man, they're gonna they're like a World Series contender, but like I gotta go play at Co. <laughs> you know, every day. Like, what do you do? They're gonna take you know, this I clip probably, and send it to go, Vegas but... in the league and be like, yeah. Come on, guys, look at this. We need to get out of here. This is why we don't retain any <laughs> oh, of our stars. That's, that's the talk, right? That's the talk that they're gonna be going there, but I forgot I about I forgot about when the Raiders played there. You'd you'd turn on an A's game and you'd see like, okay, there's the forty line and oh yeah, there was a Jonas Brothers concert there last week, so there's yeah. there's a giant hole in left center. Watch out for that. Man, it was bad. It was it was bad at times if you caught them like right after a game day. All right, man. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. First guest in our new office here. Yeah. Same office for Trev, but he's got yeah, a green mic. Congrats. Man. Yeah, Thank come on you. by whatever uh you're in the city. You, you swing by to play the where, Mets. Where is it? In in New York? Manhattan. Manhattan, yeah. Like downtown. Manhattan, nice. We've yeah. been told it's near um, yeah, where we, players we stay. Say that again. <laughs> We've been told it's near like the hotels they usually put guys up for Mets games and stuff, but uh no idea. We won't give it away. We Yeah, we usually play mid city, so I, or stay mid city somewhere. Yeah. So I don't I don't know exactly Adds up. where it is. Yeah, swing on by. Trev will take us out for a show dinner. I would love to. On me, got I got to. it. Yeah, yeah, Trev's got it. Yeah, yeah, you got Fancy. it. He's a wine guy now, so it'll be Pri- nice. Prime, uh, prime Italian. What what is it called? Uh, well, there's one. Oh no, quality meat. Sorry, quality well, meats and okay. quality Italian. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Dinner on me. Next time we're all in New York, dinner on me. Let's go. Yeah. That would Beautiful. win for us, Jim. Yeah. We got to end every <laughs> huge win. <laughs> Baseball. There he was, Trev's idol. Yeah. And I, after the episode ended, he actually he said to us, he said, hey, I'd love to wear stuff that says John Boy Media all the time and talk yeah. about baseball. I just, I want to invest in your merch. Hmm. And we said, wow, how about it? Yeah. And then Jake told him about this new new deal. We I said, for you, Longo, code talking. Catch yourself whatever wow. you want and you'll get 10%. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that's bullshit. Just give me stuff. No, he. What did he say at the end? He's like the full price. I'll love you it. guys. Love some merch. I always loved my time playing with Travis Plouf. Yeah. He said I liked Featherstone more. <laughs> oh man, I do. Let me tell you, we should we should yes. maybe have Taylor on the show. He's okay. he's quite the wild card. We'll get Featherstone code talking as well. Ten percent off at the Jam Store. Go get yourself some nice. We'll leave it up for you guys too. We'll leave it up for you guys. Thanks, There's nice Longo. Nice stuff on there right now. Nice stuff. We're becoming nice. But we've got an ace in the hole that's not so I really don't like that thing, bro.